What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Mind Over Macros podcast. As always, I am your host, Mike Milner. Today's episode is a Q&A session. So thank you for everybody who asked your questions on my stories. I haven't done one of these in a while. I had a nice little flow going with the weekly Q&As. And you know, then I was just like, you know what? I'm going to talk about what I want to talk about. And I'm, I'm going to get back to doing some of these Q&As intermittently. Sometimes I think it's good when, when we give some space and some time to breathe, and then you come up with some really good questions because these questions were absolutely amazing, which is why I'm really excited to jump in. So we're just going to get right to it. If you can, do me a favor, leave a five-star rating and review on iTunes if you enjoy the podcast. It means the world to me for every review that you leave. It helps for the show to come up in more searches and when people are trying to find some help with their nutrition, we want to be the go-to resource and that's the best way to do it. And then number two, if you take a screenshot of the episode, post it to your stories and tag me at coach underscore Mike underscore Milner. It also means the world to me because first of all, I want to know who's listening. Like I actually want to see who is paying attention, who's listening to the show. And then second of all, when you post it to your stories, your friends are like, Oh, what's that podcast? Um, that guy looks like he doesn't know very much, but maybe I'll, maybe I'll give it a chance. So that is the best, another way to help uh, bring new, new ears to the show, which are always appreciated. All right, let's get into this Q&A session. The first question is, how would you incorporate dinner and drinks on Saturday into your macros beforehand? So this is if you are going out to eat and you know you're going to have some drinks, how do you pre-log that into my fitness my fitness pal or whatever app you're using? How do you pre-plan dinner and drinks? Uh, the answer for me is I don't. I like to have the freedom and flexibility of not having to worry about it, not having to track. Um, I like to just go in and eat what I want to eat, drink what I want to drink. I do have kind of an idea of what kind of a night it's going to be. Is it going to be a you know what? I'm going to order something relatively healthy. I'm I'm only going to have like one drink and that's going to be my night. Or is it going to be like, you know what? I want some fucking burger and fries and I want some drinks and like I'm going to have a night. So I always know ahead of time what it's going to be and I stick to that typically unless, you know, sometimes you might go into a situation thinking it's going to be low key and then it gets turnt. Do people still say that? Turnt? I don't know. Anyway, it happens. Um <laughs> so if you are trying to track it ahead of time, you don't have to be like me, although I like my way. I like being able to incorporate that into the plan because then there's just no stress. You're like, everything else is set up and structured in a way where I can still make progress. I can enjoy like a Saturday night out. It's all good. I don't have to think about it. However, if you are pre-planning it, um, very simple. You look at the menu ahead of time, pick what you want to eat. Find a comparable entry with a chain restaurant. And the reason why I say with a chain restaurant is because they have to post their nutrition info. There's a certain requirement. If you have more than a certain number of locations, you have to post your nutrition info. So a chain restaurant that has a, has a certain number of locations will have to report calories and macros. So you can actually look up the nutrition info for that restaurant and know that it's semi-accurate, but it really it doesn't matter how accurate it is. You just want to be close enough. So for example, like let's say I'm going to have a burger and fries. Maybe I would look at, you know, a chain restaurant, like five guys, depending on like what that 
burger might entail. Or I could look at something like, I don't know, um, Red Robin or something along those lines where there's a chain restaurant that you know they have to report their calories and macros. And then I would just enter that entry in to my fitness pal. And I would do the same thing with drinks. Drinks are a little bit easier. Um, I have a whole alcohol cheat sheet that uh, tells you how to log drinks as carbs or fats, but I would just basically log the number of drinks that I was going to drink. And then that would be in. And then I know what I have for the rest of the day. Um, like I said, personally, I don't take that approach. I just like to build in my my freedom, my flexibility. Uh, actually, Mel and I are are traveling. So we are not going to be tracking anything while we travel. I think it's it's the same situation. Like if you know that you've got a really strong foundation, you've got a really solid kind of lifestyle approach, you know that a week is not a big deal in the grand scheme of things. You know that a night is not a big deal in the grand scheme of things. It's very easy to incorporate these things into the overall plan. So when when we travel, we just have certain things that we check off. We just know that, all right, we're going to work out a certain number of times, um, probably a decent amount. We're going to be gone for a week. We'll, we'll probably get four to five training sessions in. We enjoy doing that. We're, we're probably going to move a lot. We're probably going to walk around a lot. Um, we're probably going to drink a lot as well, but we're also going to drink water. We're also going to eat protein at each meal. We're also going to try to get some veggies and we'll probably only have two meals per day, but they will be larger meals. If we want, you know, snacks or dessert or whatever, we're going to eat it. Uh, we also have a whole bunch of Organifi green juice, the little travel packs, because it just keeps you in that frame of mind. I think that there's there's little things that you can do that just keep you aware and having some green juice. Like I know that veggies are not going to be in abundance. Like I'm not going to be loading up on veggies when I'm on vacation. So having the Organifi green juice travel pack, like I know that at least I've got my insurance policy and it keeps me in the frame of mind of quality habits. So if I do that, I'm more likely to be like, hey, we should go for a walk. Like let's Let's go for a walk. Let's get this workout in. Um, it just keeps you in that frame of mind. And uh, I don't know, if you haven't taken advantage of, of doing something like that, I think that you're missing out on, on some kind of a routine that sets the trend for the day. Um, I would look at it from that perspective more than, oh, this is going to unlock some, some magic result for me, but more so it's going to keep me in this habit, in this routine um, we do have an amazing offer with Organifi. You can get 20% off their green juice. Get the travel packs if you know that you travel and you want to have green juice with you. Um, but they have a whole lineup of amazing products. Everything is 20% off if you use our promo code, which is POPFAM. So you can go to Organifi.com slash POPFAM. That's P-O-P-F-A-M. And then use the code POPFAM at checkout. Um, I use their their green juice religiously. I use their gold juice religiously. Uh, but the, the travel packs, they're these little um, packets for the green juice. You just dump it in your water bottle, shake it up. You're good to go. It's the best tasting greens, in my opinion. I've tried a number of them. Um, you can also grab their um, their gut health product. You can grab their hormone health product. They, You know definitively that they're using the best ingredients. Check the label. You can see what they're putting in. They are very transparent. They don't hide anything. There's no fillers. There's no nonsense in there. It's quality stuff. Um, highly recommend you check them out. Organifi.com slash pop fam. 
Use code POPFAM for 20% off um, and get yourself hooked up in that, in that area. Start the routine, start the habits uh, you know, that, that kind of set the trend for the day. At least that's how I view it. And then, of course, I use the gold juice to wind down at night. Uh, we will not be traveling with the gold juice, but I still think it's a great product to have on hand at your house. Um, so hopefully that helps in terms of like incorporating things like dinners out and vacations and, and things like that. You can track it, but for me, that's too much stress. I don't like doing it that way. I did it that way for a while. And, uh, you know, I just, I think that my way is a little bit more, more effective. Um, next question was, if you are in a calorie calorie deficit and then you get sick, do you bring your calories back up to maintenance? Um, and this is really an, an, it depends. You'll hear me say that a lot, as you already know, I don't necessarily just jump right back up to maintenance. I kind of see how I'm feeling. Uh, I kind of, I, I like to listen to my body. I do start to prioritize like more water, more fluids, electrolytes, you know, making sure that I'm hydrating well. And then I typically increase calories because yes, more food is going to help with recovery. When your immune system is activated, you are burning more. It, it is a energy costly process. The immune system takes up a lot of energy and then fighting off whatever it is that you're battling um, to, to get yourself better that does require energy. It requires fluids. It requires um, food. So typically, yes, I, I go back up to higher calories. It might be maintenance. It might be higher than maintenance. Um, and I also try to prioritize um, like salty foods, carbohydrates, because that's going to help with serotonin, help with the immune system. Um, just getting your energy needs in when you're recovering is super important. Next question was, do you believe in weight and body weight set point? Um, this is a great question. Uh, a lot of people have um, basically suggested that we shouldn't even try to lose weight because we have this, this set point that our, that our body always returns to. So if we lose a bunch of weight, uh, we're just going to gain it back and, and go back to our set point. Or if we gain a bunch of weight, we're, we're going to lose it and go back to our set point. Um, I've seen numerous studies and, and anecdotal evidence to suggest that body weight set point is a thing, but it is also a modifiable thing. Um, if you've ever known somebody who was, was pretty lean for most of their life, and then they gained a bunch of weight and that became their new norm, um, that is somebody who has adjusted their body weight set point. And now physiologically, we know that there's a lot going on with your metabolism, how it adapts, your fat cells, how they adapt. So if, for example, you lose a bunch of weight, very extreme rapid weight loss, and then you gain a bunch of weight very quickly, we know that you can actually accumulate more fat cells. So that would absolutely impact your set point. Now, we've also seen that if you can maintain a lower weight for a certain period of time, your body does adapt to that new weight. Uh, and I can't say that there's a, an exact timeline. Um, I know that for me, my new set point, like I was, I was an athlete. So I had kind of this natural weight that I hung out at when I was younger. And then I gained a whole bunch of weight and I was like 250 pounds. And that was when I started my, my chronic dieting days. And I would have believed you if you said like, your body is just adjusted to this new set point. It's never going back because that's kind of how it felt. Every time I lost weight, I gained it back very easily. However, once I finally started doing things the right way and I was able to maintain a level of leanness that I was happy with, 
my, my new set point was kind of right around 180, 185 in that range, which I stayed for years. Um, so like two to three years, I was in that range. And then I decided that I wanted to build a significant amount of muscle. And I spent a full year trying to build muscle. And I think it went pretty well. And now my body hangs out around 190 or 195. Um, so that's kind of been the new range that I hang out at. So my, my set point has adjusted. So I'm using personal experience. I'm an N of one, but I've also seen this in other individuals, people that we've helped, clients that we've worked with. My belief is that, yes, it's a thing, but um, so anytime you're, you're moving your, your, you know, anytime you're trying to change your body, you are deviating from homeostasis, but you can reestablish homeostatic balance at a different weight. And that's my theory. Um, have you worked with VSG patients and been successful? Yes. So this would be um, like bariatric surgery, a number of clients, actually, we've, we've been very successful with that. The, the principles that we use for our coaching program, um, it really works across the board. And I know that's probably sounds ridiculous, um, but it's true. Like we, we don't fit people into a box and that's, that's why I think it's so effective and why people really gravitate towards our program uh, because it's very liberating. Like your whole life, you've probably been told you have to do things a certain way. And we're like, screw that. Forget anything that anyone's ever told you. We're just going to find out what works best for you. And by starting with a personality assessment, we get to learn more about you as an individual, your behavioral tendencies, what motivates you, uh, what will be the best process for you to stay naturally consistent. And then we can layer the metabolic you know, portion of it. So making sure that we're taking care of things internally so that your body responds really well to what we're doing. And then the third piece is the lifestyle integration, like having a process that you actually enjoy that fits your life. And now all of a sudden your time horizon has totally changed. Whereas previously you've probably been focused on an immediate outcome. Once we start to work through our process, you're like, oh, this makes perfect sense. And I don't have to rush because I'm in this for life and I actually enjoy what I'm doing and I'm making slow and steady progress this is way better. I'm just going to do this forever. Um, so it doesn't matter really. Like I know there's, there's absolutely some, some considerations that we need to make for somebody who's been through that kind of a procedure. It's the same concept. We've worked with people who have had serious gut health issues, hormonal issues, autoimmune disorders. Like we've had, we've run the gamut of, of clients that we've been able to help through our process just because it is so personalized and tailored to exactly what your body needs and is communicating with us. And as long as we can, uh, you know, get the mindset side of things in place, the physical results are pretty easy. Next question is, what are your thoughts on intermittent fasting? Um, I believe I did a whole episode on this, but I will give you my short and to the point answer. I think that intermittent fasting is overhyped and is not inherently superior than any other way of eating or eating schedule. Having said that, if it helps you stay consistent and it's not doing any sort of damage, like for example, if you're under a lot of stress, adding the stress of fasting is probably not the best idea. But if it helps you stay consistent and it's not doing any additional damage, it can work for some people. Um, I think that a lot of times, like intermittent fasting has nothing to do with how much you're eating. And I think that that's oftentimes what people miss. This is not a diet. Intermittent fasting is not a diet. You can intermittent fast and do keto. You can intermittent fast and do high carb. You can intermittent fast and eat paleo. You can intermittent fast and be a vegan. 
You can intermittent fast and chronically overeat. You can intermittent fast and chronically undereat. It is literally just a eating schedule. So if it's helping you stay within a calorie range that's good for you, if it's helping you stay consistent, if it helps you feel better, great. But it's not superior in any way than any other eating schedule. The best way to eat is in a way that helps you stay consistent, that you enjoy, that helps you feel your best, period, the end. How can I get my nutrition and training in sync at the same time? It's either one or the other with me. Um, yeah, so I like this question because um, why is it one or the other? And I think that that's really a question that you have to ask yourself. You're probably, if I had to guess, my assessment would be that you're trying to be too perfect. Anytime we see this self-sabotage, lack of consistency, all or nothing mindset, it's usually a direct result of trying to be too perfect. And what often happens is something's got to give. So when you're trying to be too perfect, you're like, I'm doing everything right. I'm super consistent with this thing. But adding on, like, let's say you're being really perfect with your training, you're sticking to it, you're dialed in, but you're like, man, this is a lot. So I'm just not going to care about my nutrition right now. And then you're like, shit, I know my nutrition's important. So then you're like, all right, I need to get really dialed in. Then you try to be perfect with your nutrition. And you're like, well, shit, I, I got to give up this training because it's too much stress. It's too much. I'm overwhelmed. I'm not. So oftentimes these type of patterns are a direct result of trying to be too perfect. The way to solve that is not by trying to be even more perfect. It, I think that this is awesome. What most people, this is often what most people do. They often are like, well, I had this binge episode. I had this this day where everything went to shit. So I'm just going to try harder on the other days. I'm going to push even harder. That doesn't make sense. That's trying to raise the ceiling versus trying to raise the floor. What I mean by that is let's imagine that you're you're working out and every single day you tried to set a new PR. Every single day you tried to set a new PR. That's raising the ceiling. That's the equivalent of trying to be more perfect on every single day. Like you're like, I have to be more perfect. I have to be more perfect. I have to be more perfect. That is going to cause burnout. Just like setting a PR every single day is going to burn you out. And eventually you're not going to be able to train very much at all. Or we can try and raise the floor, which is we're not going to go balls to the wall. We're just going to have an overall consistent approach. We're going to focus on the things that you can do. We're going to build some sustainable habits. And those are the things that you fall back on. That's your floor. So if we can raise the floor, you're in a much better position. Or another way of framing that is we're going to keep adding bricks to the foundation. We're going to start very slow. We're going to start with a couple things that you can realistically stick with from a nutrition and training standpoint. And then we're going to add brick by brick until that foundation is rock solid. So when you do have the fuck it moments, it's not a big deal. It's just a moment. And then you get right back to the things that you've been doing consistently over a long period of time. That is how I would approach that situation. What is the best way to get unstuck, whether it's with food or exercise or motivation? And I had to pick this question to answer because uh, motivation is bullshit. Let's just get this out of the way. It's, it's an emotion. It's a feeling. It's fleeting. Like imagine if you said to yourself, I'm only ever going to go to work when I am happy. That's it. If I'm not happy, I'm not working. And you like set that precedence for yourself. That's the equivalent of saying, I'm only going to work out. I'm only going to eat well if I'm motivated. You're relying on a transient feeling and emotion. It is unreliable. 
Don't worry about motivation. It's not necessary. If you just take it off the table, then you'll stop looking for it. And then when it happens, you're like, oh, this is cool. I actually feel like going to the gym today. Great. It doesn't matter if you feel like it or not. When you make that commitment and you follow through, it just becomes something that you do. Just like brushing your teeth, getting dressed in the morning, all the things that you do in your life that are habitual, you don't need an emotion to tell you to do those things. You just do it. It's part of your life. Um, and then when it's, when you say get unstuck with food and exercise, start small. What's the one thing? Go back to that. What's the one thing that you can realistically commit to? Let's start there. Just do that one thing. I don't care if it's as simple as starting your morning with, with uh, you know a glass of water. I don't care if it's taking a 10-minute walk every day. Like, What's the one thing that you can do? That's how you build a foundation. When I say brick by brick, I literally mean brick by brick. Like, Start with the one thing, solidify that, and then add to it as you can, as you can start to, you know, you start to feel better. You're like, oh, this is actually pretty easy. I can do this. Now I can add another thing. And now you start to build a strong foundation. Next question was, um, are Fitbits accurate in calculating calories burned? This is an easy one. Absolutely not. They are not accurate at all. Apple Watch is not accurate. Fitbit is not accurate. Any of your wearables are not accurate in calories burned. Calculating calories burned is very difficult to have an accurate reading. So stop worrying about them. Like, why does it even matter? Why is everybody so obsessed with like, oh, my my fitness tracker told me I burned 3,000 calories a day? Well, you, you probably didn't. Um, there's there's a whole bunch of research. There's been studies that have showed just how far off calories burned, you know, the the calculation of calories burned on these wearables are. It doesn't matter. The best way to understand your caloric needs is through actually tracking and, and seeing how your body responds. Nothing will give you a better reading than your own body and your own progress. I don't know why we're consistently trying to rely on some calculation or formula to tell us what our bodies tell us every single day. Next question, last question. Is it better to add cardio or cut calories to lose fat? I love this question because I think that when you consider like, first of all, it depends, but when you consider this question, you're really playing the like two cards that everybody plays. Should I eat less or should I exercise more? And we're often missing some of the most low hanging fruit, low um, barrier of entry ways of making progress, which is, do you actually need to cut calories and add cardio? Or could you just like walk more? I prefer starting with something like that where it's not going to impair my recovery. It's not going to impair my biofeedback. So like if I cut calories and then I start to get really hungry and then my energy drops, that's going to be tough to maintain. If I increase cardio and because I'm doing more cardio, my hunger increases, I get more cravings, my energy drops, that's going to be difficult to maintain. If I simply just walk more, it's helping with my recovery. I'm not having to cut calories. I'm not having to do anything crazy but I am burning more throughout the day and that can help progress. So that's where I would start. And then typically I would start to manipulate nutrition after that. Um, in most cases, the last thing that I would do is add cardio. Um, I, I don't like to use that as a card to play only when it's necessary or if there's somebody who truly enjoys it. So that would be my advice. 
Hopefully this was helpful, guys. I love these Q&A sessions. Uh, hopefully you enjoy it too. If you do, just hit me up. Let me know about it. Um, I'll post another Q&A box before the next one, and I will talk to you guys very soon.